What's up, everybody? Here we go for another First Impression BJJ episode. First, I would like to ask you guys if you can subscribe, like, and share this video. Would be great so we can keep sharing our content of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu experience and maybe motivate more people to try it out. Today, as guests, we're going to have Sean Lindsay from Vancouver, brown belt teacher champions, martial arts, and we're going to get to know a little bit of his experience and his knowledge of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I hope you guys like, leave a comment, and enjoy the podcast. Uus. What's going on? How is everything over, over Vancouver, Sean? Ben, uh, I think we can't, you can't complain too much. I'm, I'm sure we could, but you know, to, to keep it like positive, uh, you know, right now we're able to uh, have classes for people who are under 19 years old. And so a lot, you know, it's nice to be able to have our team's class going and our kids' class going at the academy. And uh, yeah, definitely missing the adult students though, for sure. In the group oh, classes. I'm sure. Missing, missing the crowd, right? It's like just different having like a few people around. I'm sure, I'm sure. I know you guys have like, a, a, you know, some students, but right now the, the numbers are down for sure, right? Like it's not everybody that's training. How is it like, actually, you got, you have some numbers? I would say right now I've got maybe, maybe two thirds, a little bit less two than two thirds, thirds of what uh, I had before. And that was already of a fairly small group for the jiu-jitsu program at Champions. It's uh, uh, primarily... Um, you know, focuses on like kids programs for karate and kickboxing. And yeah. so it's a smaller program. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu uh, always been kind of like a, a smaller portion of the population there. But uh -huh. uh, yeah, about, about two thirds for the overall school, like 50%, maybe. 50%. Yeah. Okay. That's still yeah. pretty good. But these 50%, do you think people are just taking a time or people kind of quit it? I, I think taking their time uh, for right now for adults, uh, Like as far as for the no contact portion, you can have two people for one instructor. And so and there's okay. not supposed to be any contact in between them. So I think a lot of people are just like waiting till they can come back to what they're used to, like group classes or even being in a pod. Um, back before uh, mid-November, we were allowed pods and that made running classes a lot easier because you could be into up to a group of 10. And yeah. then you can kind of try to like set that up and, People could come and you know train with a few different people in the pod, and so uh, yes, I, I remember that. That's actually that. yes, I remember that. Yeah. I remember seeing some stuff. We actually did run some stuff in Toronto like that, and um, it kind of worked out in the beginning, right? You have like that the bubbles, right? Kind of bubble stuff. You have yeah. like four or five persons that you can train with, but now not even that, right? Not even this is not happening. So unfortunately, exactly. this. Um, I hope I hope this you know can end really soon, man. It's already a year or so, and we just keep moving forward without actually do the work and do the stuff that we like, right? Yeah, I definitely uh, hope by September we can be back to uh, you know like most of the population vaccinated for for the adult population. So, did did any did you guys start a vaccination over Vancouver? Um, they just started rolling out vaccines. Uh, I know in the first phase, several of my students, at least like four are going to be able to be vaccinated within the first round. Um, okay. but for the majority, I think at least for like my age demographic, which is, uh, I'm like 34, I think like the earliest June, uh, I think there was an update on that, but re before that it was previously, uh, scheduled for, I think August, September. So 
at that point we were hoping for like hoping to return for some kind of you know group classes by december but hopefully now it can be sooner in hope yeah you hope that we can get this vaccine on schedule right so we we keep rolling out pretty good but anyways man the covid it's been uh the subject for the whole year i don't want to keep talking yeah. about it so <laughs> let's get into some jujitsu so sean i would like you to kind of like tell a little bit of yourself how was the beginning you know like how how was your first class let's start with that how how was your first class in jujitsu Man, my first, so when I first started training, I'm still at the academy I started at, at Champions, and I'm teaching there now, and uh, when I first started, wow, I, was I didn't know that, <laughs> I yeah, didn't know that, first place, so I got like my first stripe on my white belt there, and yeah, still there, and so it's been, wow, that's amazing. Uh, I started there October 2009, end of October 2009, and then uh, uh, I remember my first couple classes were kickboxing, And I would see the at the time the there was a purple belt teaching the jiu-jitsu classes and his warm-ups uh -huh. were like crazy. And my friend's like, man, like you gotta come. And I was like, that that looks really intense. It's like I feel like <laughs> I need to like, like to get into like better, you know, the old I need to get into better shape before I start. But yeah, nothing you do is gonna prepare you for it other than just going in and going through the process. Uh, and you know, I, I remember the first class, I was really tired, it was a little nervous, but uh It was fun. It felt felt pretty natural, and then uh, it didn't take very long before I just started focusing on jujitsu and wasn't even doing any kind of kickboxing anymore. So and and just forget about kickboxing, just fully jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. It took about like a year and a half, or maybe two years most. <laughs> But then I was just wanting to do jujitsu. Oh, so you still you still training like you you're doing both then for a year or two years like yeah Muay Thai and oh kickboxing and and jujitsu yeah. Awesome, awesome. So how how did you decide? Like you saw the class and then you you looked at the class or you, like your friend was like, okay, let's go to, to jiu-jitsu. How was it? Man, uh, so I, I specifically signed up because I had the option to train like like both disciplines at the academy. And then, uh, but there was way less jiu-jitsu classes on the schedule. There was like one or two a week or so. And uh, okay. and then I ordered my gi and it took like uh, uh, like two or three gi weeks for the gi to arrive. So in that period, I like <laughs> was just waiting for like the, the gi to arrive uh, to, to take the class. And I remember, yeah, just watching all, all the, those warm-ups every time I'd walk past at that class time. Just like, man, it like, like built a lot of anticipation for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of expectation too, right? Like, okay, I want to, I, I want to go and try it. On your first class, did you, did you get in an uh, intro class, or they just throwed you, like, just right into it? the class, like right into in the class? There's a purple belt teaching. Uh, his name was uh, uh, Mahan, and um, yeah, had him. And then in the first like year and a half to two years, it cycled. I think went through like three or four different instructors or something like that. Like it would go, it went very, very. Uh, You know, guys would be around like four or five months and then they would get their friend to start covering for them as they were like maybe teaching somebody else. And then it took about a year and a half, two years for us to find a, a full-time instructor at the time. And then, yeah, I was from with him from white to brown belt. So. Oh, from with the new instructors? Yeah, yeah. And so it, it okay. took like, uh, um, I think it was the fall of 2011. So yeah, just about two years. And then we actually had like expanded the jiu-jitsu program. It was something I was working at the academy by then. And uh, we had wanted to find someone who could come in, 
uh, be maybe a little more committed and then have like more class times to try to grow the program. Oh, wow. So, man, I'm really surprised. Like, so Sean, Sean is like a teammate, you know, he's from the same team, Jiu-Jitsu for Life, out in Vancouver. We know each other for a couple, few years already, right? I've been coming to Vancouver and he comes, I go to Vancouver, he comes to Toronto. And I never knew, like, I, I never knew that you, since White Belt, you've been a champions, man. That's like a, a, a nice, like, to me, to, I like this idea of not being the place for a long, like, a, a long time and, and, and just be loyal. But, of course, it's about the, the loyalty, but it's like, if you really like the place and, and it's a, a, like a good environment, good people around. I'm sure you can keep it up for many years, right? And I'm really surprised. I didn't know you you are there since a white belt. You know? Yeah, the, the the owner of the academy, uh, uh, Ingrid Katzberg, she's just absolutely amazing. And uh, she's just been fantastic to me over the years and to all of this staff. And uh, uh, yeah, it definitely is some, someone I feel a lot of loyalty to. And uh, she's definitely yeah created so many opportunities for me uh, to be able to train, teach, uh, you know, travel, just, you, you know, kind of, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you, know, you know, to have the, some of the jujitsu lifestyle, right? And, uh, exactly, and, exactly. And, yeah, and it's always been, uh, yeah, just really, really great to me. And so I've always felt uh, at home there and a really great community of people. So. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, man. Like the, the last time that I went there, we went over, you know, the place is amazing place, big dojo, you know, like many different spaces. I really like that. And um, so since you took over the, the, the pro, when, when did you take over the program, like to teach there? Um, the, my former instructor had left. Um, he had his own other school, actually. And so he was splitting his time between both. And then just naturally okay. more of his time was focused on his own academy. His own so it was academy. a slow, gradual progression. Uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, start teaching a couple classes a week. Uh, there were a couple other uh, uh, students who are also teaching, uh, Mike Morris, uh, who's still training at Champions as well, um, you know, was, was teaching classes. Uh, and so there's been a couple other people who were helping me teach. I was also for a period of time teaching at my former professor's uh, other academy, which okay. was uh, in, in Coquitlam, a different part of the greater Vancouver area. And then at the end of 2019, uh, I came back to teaching at Champions full time. Um, but I'd been teaching pretty much the majority of the classes from the end of 2017. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So you were, uh, what belt were you when you started? Uh, when I started teaching, I, teaching, I first yes. started covering classes as like a blue belt. So blue when belt, I started wow. training at champions, like everybody was a white belt. I mean, and the person teaching classes was a purple belt. Um, and so I, I, 2013, uh, I'd gone with my previous instructor and, uh, and, and my, my teammate uh, down to San Diego to do our instructor's course. And that's where I met Josh Rapport. <laughs> so it was oh, like wow, August 2013. Wow. And at the time, um, you had to be minimum blue belts to take the instructor's to, course. Exactly. And then at that point, you know, we just started with like covering some classes when our instructor couldn't make it. And then, yeah. you know, gradually, I think by, by the time I was, you know, a couple of stripes blue belt, I had, I was teaching like a, a the, Tuesday, Thursday night class, like the kind of the late, later night class that we'd open to expand the schedule. So I get it. I get it. Like it's, um, I don't know if it's very common, but it's like similar like stories, right? Because 
I start teaching as a blue belt too. And many of other people that I know as a, that are instructors right now, the, the, I don't know if it's the passion or the opportunity, you know, the passion plus the opportunity makes it happen, right? So Definitely. if you're ready, you just grab it and, and, and keep going. Like I started as a blue belt too. I had um, a, a very good time like starting to teaching, but it was in a weird situation because my coach had to, to do a surgery and he couldn't like, it was like very bad. He had to do a, uh, I forgot the, why he had to do the surgery. Um, anyway, so I took over. He said like, Kelvin, I'm sure you can teach. I was so scared at the beginning, you know, I was a, a competitor already. I was like competing, winning tournaments. And he was like, no, I, I'm sure you can teach. I want you to teach. But I was so insecure at the beginning, you know, and I was like, no, no, no. But then, man, as a first class that I taught and things happened, it was just like open, eye-opening, you know. I was like, oh, my God, I really like this. I used to see myself as a really uh, a big competitor, but I shift a little bit to teaching and, and start to focus on that because I want to see, like, a I, I had the, the idea of longevity, you know, in jiu-jitsu. Because I had like some injuries and stuff, I was like, you know what, I, I want to keep doing this for the rest of my life. So I, I, I have to shift and maybe start teaching and, and just sharing the, sharing the art, you know, and I really like this. I still compete a lot. My, who doesn't want to be a great competitor, right? Who doesn't want to be there and, and competing and just living the lifestyle, traveling and, and doing tournaments? It's great, right? It's, it's a great feeling. And also producing tournament because it's it's really nice to go out there, make the 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 event happen. Like last time we went there was for the Abu Dhabi, right? If it can yeah, AJP that was end of AJP, end right? Twenty eighteen, I feel November, yeah. November nineteen, no, nineteen, 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 yeah, nineteen, yes. Yeah. So man, it was a it is always a great experience, right? We go, we get to see each other, we go around two one two days. It's 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 good enough, and and keeps our relation going man and throughout this time i've seen you like i i remember you used to teach in two places right like you said before yes correct so ours champion was the main the focus for you um well my instructor had uh at, at the time had gone and opened a, his own academy and uh and then i was kind of covering classes at champions and uh after a while i wanted to just focus on just jiu-jitsu full-time and so um, then I was actually doing more time at the, the secondary academy and doing maybe like three, maybe four classes a week at Champions in the evening. And then uh, we had uh, yeah, teammates like uh, Mike Morris and Matt Cotton, uh, you know, people covering the other nights that I wasn't there. And, uh, and th those guys really stepped up, uh, stepped up and they had gone through, um, you know, instructors courses and stuff and had, you know, their own you know, goals in jiu-jitsu and competing and stuff like that. So they were really great to, uh, you know, fill those time slots and stuff like that. So it was uh, awesome having like a, a lot of people around who wanted to share jiu-jitsu and were, were keen on it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. It's nice. It's uh, once you have people around you that wants to share and kind of help, it's pretty good. You know, it's a, a great support. But throughout, throughout the beginning, Sean, how, how did you feel like when did you discover that you're like, you know what, I want to, I want to teach. I want to keep going with this. How was like that click? That probably yeah, when it was like a couple of years in. The first couple of years were like 
really slow. Like I said, we our instructors had kind of like cycled a lot and stuff. We didn't have a whole lot of class times. We didn't really have like a, even uh, a lot of understanding of like the point system or anything. So everything yeah. really started, I would say like the fall of, of 2011, uh, um, our instructor came and he was just like really passionate about jujitsu, really committed, competed a lot. Um, uh, and then started getting us doing tournaments and then that starting to feel that lifestyle of like having yeah. a team and, you know, going to a tournament, competing, uh, you know, cheering each other on the, the whole process of, of just training together, having like a goal, everything like that, just kind of fell in love with it. The, the community of people that you started to meet, like when you start going to tournaments and Around, stuff, and yes, then you're like, yes. man, you see like, it's a lot bigger than just your little view that you have in your academy on the mat that there's other academies and there's people with you know different teaching philosophies and different styles and you exactly. know the first couple of tournaments is where you you saw you know the bigger picture so oh yeah for sure for sure i totally agree and so how was your your like your skill development how did you because there is a point that you you're training and then you're, okay, I, you're going to start teaching. Like you said, you start teaching as a blue belt, you know, taking over in a few classes and stuff. How were you working like to, to keep this up? You had the opportunity and then you're like, you know what, I'm going to make this opportunity the best. And then I'll keep, of course, keep studying it. But how did you develop this? How you kept going until like nowadays? I felt like uh, I've always felt like I've progressed slow. I never felt like I was like the even from the beginning, like the best person in the class or the best person uh -huh. in the room. It was more just like uh, keep showing up, <laughs> persistence, up. just just yeah, keep showing up. Um, that, that's really the only thing I think is just make a habit of just going. Like uh, it's not an option not to go. Just go, train. Oh, good uh, job. Yeah, in the, in the beginning, like. Uh, uh, again, in those first couple of years, like I broke my hand, I had a staph infection. That was all in like the first 12 months. I was out like three months with a, a broken hand. And so like- uh, At uh, training. Being... Pardon? Uh, you broke the hand at training. Yeah, I broke my hand while I was still training kickboxing. And then I was like out oh, okay. like three months. I had to get two pins in my hand. And as soon as I got cleared to come back, I felt like, oh man, I missed all this time in jujitsu. And I just started doing like, extra training extra training with like my body where i could to fill up the you know the catch up on the classes i missed yes and uh, i ended up getting the staff infection boom out for like a couple of weeks and then just <laughs> yeah they, in the beginning it was like uh, uh difficult to to stay mo motivated but the fact that i couldn't train is actually what what, what did it <laughs> and then uh -huh. when, once i could actually train then then it was like man let's do this because once you got the first little taste and then you weren't allowed to train it was like drove you crazy right so uh can you I, can I, you I can you explain can you explain this type of motivation that kept you going what what did you feel that makes you like going to class yeah, i felt like i was like falling behind i guess like being like a little competitive like like that uh -huh. way my older brother was like training at the time too and it was like he got his there first strike on the white belt be... before me and i was like no way like come on i can't i can't <laughs> let that man and so uh yeah just just feeling like uh, i i didn't want to to like fall behind the pack that i didn't want to like miss out on what was being done um and yeah like lose that that time i started training when i was like just turning 23 and i think everyone wishes they started training earlier and earlier like, yeah man, like if i miss a bunch of time this year it's like much starting at 24 right and, and, and I, I, didn't, I didn't want to i didn't want to lose that, that 
I know. I know, yeah, everybody. But yeah, like everyone has, I believe everyone has this type of thought when you kind of get injury and stuff and you really enjoying that, you're just like, come on, man, I don't want to fall behind or I don't want to keep going. It's funny because you mentioned that and uh, one of my students the other day, he hurt his elbow and this guy, you know, kept me like talking to me and like, coach, um, should I take a time off or should I keep coming and drill? Because I feel like I'm going to fall behind and people going to evolve and this. I was like, man, take it easy, you know, like, like heal first and come back to training because if you get more injured, it means more time out of the mat, right? It's better heal faster and then go back so you can keep going. But this mentality of competitive, like when you're competitive, this might not show as as like the way how much you're competitive, but shows that you have that like, I would say an instinct to be competitive, right? Because some people, they don't want to be competitive at all because in their mind might be like a, a bad thing. In my yeah. opinion, I, li- I like comp- like competition. You know, you know, we go around, we do tournaments and stuff. But I always say to, to, to people, and this is one thing that might keep them in jiu-jitsu is the, competitive, the competitiveness, you know, like you, you go there to try to win. And if you lose, it's just like, okay, I, I lost. I, I can keep, keep going. It's not like you're going to die. You know, you're going to break your arm or whatever. You can tap before anything happens. And you have the chance to do all over again in the next weekend or the next month. And just, and just keep building up more confidence and keep like you at class, right? Keep you yeah. in class so you can get better to go to tournaments. Do you, do you feel like throughout these years, this could be like a, a help for you to keep you training and, and be motivated just to, to be competitive or to learn more? But even if, well, definitely learning more, but even if you're not like consider yourself super competitive, I mean, at least be competitive with yourself, like to, to be improving, right? <laughs> right. And, and so That's you don't point. have to be like, you know, this like crazy competitor or whatever to, to feel like, oh, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm missing training and, and I'm being competitive. It's like, you're just being competitive with yourself. You don't want to lose a year. Of, of training you can put into yourself and increase your own potential right right and so you can yeah. be like competitive and not wanting to miss that time because of that but it doesn't you know you don't necessarily have to be like a crazy competitor it's just being upset that you're losing that time for yourself that you're not you know reaching that potential you're not building your skills the way you want you're not getting any further ahead in your jiu-jitsu game and so yeah it's, it's definitely very motivating and i think it should motivate you to train smart too right and be really good exactly. to your training partners take care of your training partners because man uh, uh no one wants to get hurt and then miss that time and then if your training partners are all hurt and missing time they're not going to be as good and you're supposed to be helping each other raise the bar right so good point good point yeah. exactly like training partners are very important right you got to take care of them too because if you get hurt you you're not going to be there for your training partner and they there is that connection the connection is there you know like you go to training Everybody is connected in any, in any way there because you go with everybody, but your training partner is your training partner, no matter what. Yeah. You know, you always like to be there with that guy, with that girl and, and train and do drills, row, share the day because the gym is a place like you go to train to learn, but you also excel all the, 
you know, negative, like you take all the, the stress and the ne negativity that you have in the day, put out there in the training, and then you have the rest of the day to talk and, and you know, and then have that feeling of uh, um, friendship with your, with your training partner and, and just keep going, right? Like one, one thing that I feel like that motivates a lot of people is this, like the, the network, the, the feeling that you go when and you feel at the gym that you're like, like, how can I say that? That you, you are welcome. You get to the gym and then you see your coach, your coach smile to you, hug, like, you know, shake your hand, welcome you to the training. And then after that, you can actually talk a little bit and, and share the experience, right? Do you... The, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Do you think, like, do you think, like, as a white belt, what is one of the things that you most see that can keep that can create that hype in the white belt so they can keep going as a coach i'm talking as a coach like you see oh, this guy like you see some people they they start training they are kind of um, shy but then yeah. you have that job to to get in mean, the group and then to motivate them to to keep going like do you notice anything that can make them really keep going Oh, it's a, it's a good, a good question. I mean, yeah. I, I think in the beginning as a wipeout, like you're making the most progress, <laughs> like you're, you're learning so much, like, you know, after, uh, you know, 10 years, 12 years, there's still so much to learn, but in the beginning, you're making so much progress and that should like really motivate you and encourage you to keep going because it's like you, you know, you see someone from like day one and then you see them like six weeks later and they've already learned so much and six weeks is nothing right like Not for them it probably yeah. feels a long time because like they just started started training you know they're they're like oh this is, it's it's so much it's like in this whole world you can be immersed in but yeah you make so much progress as a beginner and that should be really encouraging you're learning so many new things i used to get almost a little bit intimidated like you just start to be feeling comfortable with some of the things that half guard and then like you hear about delahiva guard for the first time and you're like oh man it's so much to know. Like, I don't even feel like I'm good at, at this yet. But uh, again, it's just like great because there's so much knowledge. Just, you, just, you know, so much jujitsu out there. You're never going to see all of it. But as you start to go through the bouts, you hit plateaus and things like that. I think everyone's been there. But in the beginning, you, you're learning so much. And you should just use that as a, a, a way to be motivated to just keep, keep going because you're, you're going to learn the most right in the beginning. There's, there's a lot to be to be learned, right? Like like you said, after even after white belt, 10, 12 years, you just keep learning, learning. It's in the beginning, it's more you learn all, the whole complexity, right? Like the movements, balance, this and that. But then after 12 years, it's not, everything is more about details, right? Like, oh man, I, I missed this detail. Like this is gonna really help me. Just a little turn of your hip or a position of your foot that, you know, to hipscape, to whatever it's just like these small things we get to learn like farther down the road but in the beginning man it's so much that you actually get overwhelmed right like i i remember Definitely. doing one two three classes and then maybe after those classes was everything pretty good but then after that i couldn't remember anything it's like <laughs> boom. yeah information you know? overload yeah like you've been at have you been at those like those moments yeah, I, I remember in the beginning, like, especially like white belt, blue belt, you'd go to like seminars and like, man, the guy would show like a lot <laughs> and then I would come away and I'd be like, oh, like, I think I remember one and one. a half things he showed like, like, 
nine things, ten things. Three hours of seminar. Three hours of seminar, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I always kind of enjoyed the seminars a little bit more where like they didn't necessarily maybe show as much like individual like techniques, like a high number of techniques, but like you got a really overall better understanding of like one to three things because you're going to retain more, more of that. But I'm a slow learner. Like I read very slow, like I absorb information very slow. Uh, and so I always liked it when it was like, a, uh, yeah, a, a smaller uh, a range of topic that they were covering and just more in depth on, on a few things. I, I always preferred seminars like that. Otherwise it was information overload. And then I started noticing the guys with like the notebooks and they were like and taking notes and like stuff yeah, like that. And I was like, yeah. oh, they, these guys are smart because they don't want to forget anything. <laughs> like they care. Or they would like set up their phone. They would ask permission if they could set up their phone to, you know, film the professor uh, uh, conducting the, the seminar so that they could like keep the details, right? And I was like, yeah, ah, they're, they're not, these guys know not, how to learn. They're not yeah. putting everything here. They're putting something in the book, something in the phone so that they can keep learning, right? I've seen some, yeah. a lot of guys like that. A lot of guys like that. And they, like you said, they're like very smart. They keep notes and stuff. But man, I'm not the guy to keep trying to, no <laughs> I, I can I just can't you know I I'm not a fast learner too and I would say I'm not the slowest one but I keep I keep up pretty good and I try my best to you know not fall behind and, and I was learned too I'm always watching videos and, and listening to like great guys you know like positions and philosophies and stuff like that and um I really like, uh, what's his name, man? Um, Leandro, Leandro Lloyd. It's one of the guys that I most watched, you know, like I really watched like throughout his whole career, like since lightweight until light heavy or whatever, he won many, many stuff. And he was always somebody that I was like, man, I really like his style, you know? I like the way he plays. So I, I try to learn in that path, like in that, how can I say, uh, um, style of you know compete competition and playing jiu-jitsu but people when they start like you said they have like a overload they they have uh, um so much information at the beginning and from day one to to six weeks or three weeks later or, or three months later it's like very different and they don't realize that like they keep coming to you and ask like i'm sure you had those guys like hey coach like what should i do to get better like these guys is, is getting me all the time at this position but when you see these guys rolling, he's just like going over people, you know, like dominating, doing stuff. But inside of they had, they're like, man, I, I can't do stuff. You have, you have like students like that? Man, we had this one guy who, man, he like, uh, Oleg, he would just like, like smash everyone in the training room, like, like all the time. And I think it's like one person ever, like even got like a, like a pass on him or whatever, right away, he'd be like, show me. How'd that happen? Because like, 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 like he, he, he was, he was the guy who, yeah, it was just like, whoa, like, like, okay, you got on me. Now I want to I know how to shut that down. Like, like he didn't want, if anyone was able to get anything on him, he wanted to like go and study that right away because he was like, all right, I'm just going to shore up that hole right away. He didn't wait till like after class to ask like the instructor or, or anything like that. He was just like, show me that. Like, like, you're like, Oh man, they're not going to get that twice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you definitely have some people who are like, uh, I find again with beginners, they're like, oh man, like, uh, uh, 
I'm not getting this submission here or whichever, but they've made so much improvement. Like before they were getting like swept all the time. And uh, I think maybe there's this like expectation where, you know, maybe they just see themselves like, you know, getting the finish on lots of people and stuff. And maybe that's the measure that they're using for, to mark their progress. But yeah. it's like, man, you're doing the right thing. You know, uh, maybe they're getting tapped like later on in the round, but they're, they're escaping the back. You know, they're not getting swept from where they used to. And it's like these really small little progressions. Like, I don't think you just go right to the top of the mountain from getting like smashing other people it's like they're getting smashed and then smashed a a little bit less and a little bit less a little bit less exactly maybe expecting this big jump uh in 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 progression out of nowhere right yeah i'm the worst a lot of times like what can you get better i'm like just come chain more (laughs) keep coming right come to class yeah just like more class more time on the more mat time and then use your mat time wisely right like you get some people who, uh, you know, measure their mat time in like hours, but they maybe don't use the whole hour to train. They spend like- In the right way, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, so exactly. There'll always be time after class to like to chat or like if you really are there more of like the social aspect, like, man, grab coffee after, but use like the time you have for classical work. Like, especially if it's like, man, what if you only have one hour? You, you can only go two, three times a week. That's not a lot of jujitsu. So like, Make the most of the hour. Make the most of the hour. And then catch up after the class. Because, you know, you probably need to have the uh, the social side of it to keep it fun and, and, and you know, keep it playful and, and to keep enjoying the whole process. But, you know, definitely no one has time to do the work. And, and that's when, when class is on. So. Exactly. exactly. That's, a, that's actually a good point, man. Like, there's people that I know they are going to class to enjoy and, and make more network friendship or whatever but if you can only make one or two class a week and you can only have that specific hour you got to make the most of it right it's jiu-jitsu it's an easy thing at the same time can be so complicated right whenever you start to to get to really difficult positions and difficult passing movements if you don't pay attention and you don't enjoy that hour like trying to study and, and make it happen I don't think you're going to be progressing faster. Like, not faster, Definitely. but you're not going to be pro- progressing the way you should, right? Yeah. I had I had um, one guy that came, like, and ha- asked me, right in the beginning, right in the beginning of, tr- like, he started training, and he came to me like, oh, how long should I expect to get promoted? Uh, yeah like, you always get that <laughs> it's always like that. It, yeah 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 I, I was like and that, to, and that was my first time my first time somebody asked me you know and i was like i kind of stopped one second to to complete like, process that and i was like um listen man everybody learns different everybody takes time to to understand things so it's all about you you know like yeah. if you want to progress faster come to more classes you know be at more classes make oh but i only can make two classes a week i said okay no problem so make those two classes the best you can and that's how you're gonna know how you're gonna evolve right a, lo- a lot of people comes with these questions and sometimes i don't wanna i don't wanna be rude or stuff like say man just go to the mat and keep training right like we as yeah. a coach we actually gotta 
take care of these people, even though some questions are just like, man, why you want to do, why you want to know that? Right. Like what, yeah. what do you, like, what would you say to somebody that like, they want to, to progress like faster and, and, and just keep going. Like, it's not about be the best, but they wanted to progress fast. Like, what can you say to a white belt? Probably wouldn't be too different from what your response was to, uh, yeah. to the person who asked you. Uh, a, lot, a lot of it's going to be in your hands. Like, if you want to progress faster, obviously come to more classes. If you can't, well, what can you do outside? You know, first, make the classes, like you said, those two hours, the best you can. And nothing is going to supplement mat time, in my opinion. That's just me. Like, not, nothing uh -huh. else. Like, I get the time it. on the mats, that's going to make you the best. But then, okay, what else can you do, you know, in your diet? You know, can you ride your bike to work to get in better condition? Is that, like, a possibility for you, right? Uh, is better it, shape, it, yeah. Yeah. Can you, you know, what kind of content are you, are you going over? Can you, you know, maybe watch, uh, you know, some matches, some tutorials, some instructionals? More like jujitsu outside, outside of the mat, right? Yeah, the suit exactly. Yeah. But but exactly. that will never again. Like I don't think that will ever replace like even you know one class like like on on the mat like you know and uh, put as much time on the mat as you can, and then when you're resting, recovering, or when you you know uh, miss a class because you have to stay late at work, you know see if you can supplement it with you know those other things. Yeah, for sure. But for I think sure. a lot That's of people great. ask a question and they can ask themselves the question too. They're just asking you because they're looking for you to give them the answer as the coach. But it's like, man, you could have asked yourself all those questions first. Like, ask exactly. yourself, what do you think you can do to go be better? Like, you already know. Like, you're a smart guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like, ask, ask exactly. Yourself, what, can, what can you do better? And then you don't even have to ask me, right? And then you can go, oh, or if I come and say, hey, you should start training more. Like, you know what? I can't because I've been can only come the two days a week but i started riding my bike and i started listening to this you know uh jujitsu podcast exactly. while i'm riding my bike whatever exactly. so I'm doing everything and when i'm not here to like add as, as much as i can to my game or or my understanding of jujitsu or my physical condition so it's a complete it's a complete change of lifestyle right like to yeah. to get better to enjoy the lifestyle of jujitsu i feel like people when like when you and me started was like completely changed right like in for me when i when i started was just like man i i, lo I love this you know i love this i want like you said i rode my bike i rode my bike to work many times to the gym many times you know i was always trying to get better jujitsu doing things outside of jujitsu to get to the mat and be like okay i'm, I'm in shape i can be like I'm not tired for the class you know I can learn more I can pay more pay attention you know and, and get more stuff easily and for sure that's there are things like you said there's no more there's no better thing than the mat time to to learn but if you can do the supplements like some stuff outside to complement those mat times that you cannot take more would be great to to help right like it, it's a good tip for white belt it's a very great like good tip to white belt and um so change a little bit of subjects. How is the, the community out there? How is uh, uh, Vancouver doing with the jiu-jitsu? Well, uh, again, I think everyone's, uh, you know, currently going through like the hard time. I think a lot of people miss the, you know, the tournament scene, competing. Uh, I think, you know, I think people miss 
open mats, you, you know, open definitely mat. like group classes, but I think jujitsu is like so uh, unique to other martial arts that like you have this like kind of open mat culture where, you know, some people can, you know, they're from a different gym and they'll come and, you know, if you, especially like if your gym has like a designated open mat, you know, like, like a time, yeah. like once a week or whatever. And then, you know, some people bring their friend and, and, and they come here. It's, it creates such a, a community that I, I think maybe some exactly. other, uh, um, maybe other martial arts where it's like tighter, where it's, you know, you don't really, you know, have that kind of sort of open mat culture or sharing with other people. I think people are really, really missing that. You know, I, I know a lot of people out here like like cross train, a lot of the professors out here train together. And so I think, uh, you know, pe people are missing that. And, and we're hoping, you know, in the, in the next coming months that we can get back to, uh, you know, you know, having events. Because at least for me, like I'm at the academy six days a week. And, you know, I have my girlfriend of like 11 years and our dog and, uh, and you know, I, it's hard for me to get out to other places when you have other family commitments and stuff like this. Yes, uh, yes. When you're at the academy six days a week, right? Like right now, I'm the only person uh, uh, teaching at Champions for the Jiu-Jitsu program. There's there's no uh, uh, second instructor or anything like that. So it's uh, uh, it makes it hard to get out to other places. And and uh, you know, tournaments are like always a time where like, hey, you go and you see people and, and see know, everybody, not, right? Not even from your own city, but you know. People come up from Washington State, Alberta, the Toronto yeah. crew comes out. You see all these people. Yeah. Uh, uh, you get to see them a few times a year. And uh, I think people are looking forward to getting back to that uh, ASAP. That's exciting. That's exciting. I know. Do you guys get um, any schedule for tournaments already or no? Like somebody uh, put up I, anything? Uh, not right now. Uh, we, we were hoping to be able to have, uh, the, there was a tournament that was supposed to go ahead in December. Uh, but then once it, it goes on November 19th, when group uh, yes. training got, got shut down, um, it was the uh, BC JJF uh, had, had a, a tournament going. And so that's been postponed. So um, I would imagine that would be like probably the first one <laughs> uh, happen. Uh, 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 back yeah, to, to happen back. And yeah, it would be. So hopefully no, we see nobody, all the tournaments coming back. Yeah. So yeah, nobody put anything then. Like, they didn't announce anything. Like, here in Toronto, we had um, Next Gen announcing some stuff. And we had yeah. uh, Ontario Open. Um, I can't really remember the day that they announced. But let's see. I don't know how is the vaccination or whatever. Everything is going to depend on that. So, I believe if we go on track with the vaccinations and everything of COVID, after July, we might have some tournaments happening in Toronto. Of course, we know Toronto has a bigger community, you know, like a lot yeah. bigger. So that's why I believe things will be happening faster. But I hope Vancouver man, can be back on track. And, and like I said, go to tournament, see those persons, see the, see the community. It's amazing feeling, right? It's, it's a, um, a given, given, like, give and take. Like you go there, you, you bring your students, you, you want to be part of the tournament. You want to, to go there to support the team, support the tournament, support the local jiu-jitsu community. And I miss that. I miss that a lot. I can't wait to be back with that. And um, so just to pretty much uh, finalize, Sean, I would like to ask you, maybe you can tell with your own words and stuff, like what can you say to a person that they want to try jiu-jitsu, but they're afraid of maybe injuries, they're afraid of like the training, because 
you know, like when you talk about jiu-jitsu, a lot of people, they don't really know what's happening when you're actually in the ground there. You know, just, just see people taking down and then smashing and people really want to try. I, I see a lot of people, they're like, oh my God, I want to try, but I'm scared. I'm scared to break my arm or to do this. What could you say to those persons or, and what can they do to try jiu-jitsu? Man, it's first I would say it's it's safer than like most sports. Like like not even just like combat sports. And I'm not saying like I definitely don't want to give the impression that you're you're not gonna get injured. Um, but over I've been at champions, like I said, since the end of 2009. The worst injuries I've seen to students, they all got playing soccer or snowboard. Like like for real. Like uh like not even at jujitsu. <laughs> people people breaking they're like not even at kickboxing, you know, you know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. you, you know, a, a, a lot of guys who come in and they're like, oh man, like they're starting martial arts. And they're like, I'm worried because I had these injuries because of soccer. Right. And it's like broken ankles, wrecked knees, all of this, uh, you know, in, in jujitsu, you get to tap. So a lot you of the time, like, exactly. man, uh, uh, the accidents always happen in any sport and in a combat sport, it can definitely happen. But I think a lot of injuries happen. It's like, so someone's not respecting their own boundaries or their own body uh, or maybe not being like realistic with, with themselves or, or where they're at. And they kind of, uh, uh, you know, maybe could have prevented themselves. <laughs> like uh, that, that being said, as far as, as far as injuries go, like you, you get to tap, you, you know, uh, just I, three tops, you know, right? <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, sometimes things can happen in a scramble or when things are going fast, but like, man, just if you're worried about, yeah, getting injured like give up the takedown if, like, if that's what's happening or something it's just practice like who cares right like most injuries happen in practice so it's uh you know you're, you're maybe uh no point in injuring yourself trying to stop a, a takedown or a sweep or something that's already happening or a exactly. submission you've already made the mistake you've already given it up don't hurt yourself <laughs> you'll keep yourself safe and then just start a new round and Hopefully you learn from your mistake. You'll probably make it a few more times, but you know, uh, uh, I would say just go for it. You know, you know, you know, don't, don't let it hold you back. Like that, that's for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's for sure. Good words, man. I, I agree with this. I think uh, people should um, really give it a try, you know, because jujitsu, like I said, it's a, com a com um, contact sport for sure. The injuries can happen, but I have seen worse injuries like happening in soccer, snowboarding. I had one guy that, you know, he never want to try jiu-jitsu because he had like a, his knees like all messed up because of soccer. But then he started jiu-jitsu and it's already almost four years he never stopped. And he yeah. plays soccer once a month and maybe not even once a month, you know. No injuries at all. Sometimes some joint pains and stuff because it happens with anything. But overall, overall it's a it's a great try and i'm sure it can help with a lot of other stuff right like mental health uh get in shape lose weight many others you know it'll improve your life in so many ways like uh the probably you you can probably attest to this uh you know when you see jujitsu help change somebody's life uh, uh, jiu-jitsu being a vessel to help them uh i had a friend uh, you know, everyone at this, uh, you know, work environment, they're like, oh man, Sean's the crazy guy always talking about jujitsu. <laughs> and man, I brought three guys finally that came to try a class and one of them stuck with it. And man, he lost 50 pounds. And man, he started doing tournaments, 
and like big change like, like the, the 50 pounds wasn't just from jujitsu like he started eating better started like working out more but it was a catalyst for him to make start making better decisions like i've seen lots of uh i've seen some guys who started training with us who were like man i don't think this guy's gonna like make it very long you, you know i don't know if this kid's like you know you know gonna have the the grit yeah. to stick it for the long haul and man you see those kids like eight nine years later this guy now and they're like man like purple belts exactly. brown belts exactly. like that again they've uh, you see how far they've grown in life and like they tell you right to your face man jujitsu is a huge part of it like when we had when we were closed periodically during covid and then we were able to open again a lot of the students man they're like I was going crazy without jujitsu. Like they would come up and they'd be very open with you. You also know this as a coach. People <laughs> will like be very open with you about, you know, how not having jujitsu affected their mental health. And you're oh, like, yeah. man, like some days as a instructor, like when you're first starting out, like I remember my first classes were like so small when I was a blue belt and I was like, man, no one cares. Like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, like, my class, you know, I don't have many people coming out. And then, man, you have some people who, yeah, they've changed their lives and, you know, physically, you know, their mental well-being is better. Yeah. You know, they've met a lot of amazing people. They've made friends. You, you know, yeah. I actually, uh, uh, my, my girlfriend, Anoush, she signed me up for my, my intro at Champions. So I <laughs> even walked so through the were, door. Wow. Yeah, wow. she was the front desk girl. Wow. <laughs> and I was wow. as a, a student and, uh, yeah, and, and I think. A couple of weeks it's our 11 year anniversary and so like uh, i can definitely say it changed my life because like it's my full-time job now it's how i met my wife and i've met so many amazing people wow. along the way like you know so give jiu-jitsu a chance because you never know how it could change your life like that's for sure that's it man thank you for the words i appreciate that i didn't know you met your wife at champions too that's a great news and man so since uh, Jordan and Jiu-Jitsu, you guys pretty much been together, right? Yeah, man. all the time. Oh, that's through, great. Through all of it. Yeah. That's and great. She, she was like competing kickboxing at the time. So wow, wow, <laughs> that's that's good, man. That's amazing. I, I like that. I really like that. Sean, man, I really appreciate you take this time to to be with me here, you know, and and talk a little bit about Jiu-Jitsu and and give your experience. Uh, uh, talk a little bit about like how you, you deal with stuff and and show people that they can completely change their life by training and you know get confidence in everything that jiu-jitsu brings it it's funny because every time i talk to people we have like similar ideas but some, some like it's it's different but it's similar in a way you know with different philosophies and stuff but the main the main thing is like jiu-jitsu change all our lives you know to I'm sure to better because there's no way to say it was like worse. You got you got your wife, you got jujitsu <laughs> in your life, you know, you got everything. So man, it's great to know that. And one more time, thank you for you know for taking this hour and, and come to the podcast and share your share your experience. Well, thank you so much, man. And hopefully, I get to share the match with you soon. We get to see all the East Coast families soon. We miss you guys. Ooh, thank you so much. For sure, thank you, brother. Ooh, Take care, bro.